Hello, hello, and welcome to Wake Up to the Word, episode OT 33, episode 33. We're so glad you're joining us. I have our my coffee of the week is Breakfast Blend, Mountain Green Breakfast Blend. And uh, it is a very mild breakfast-style coffee. Very tasty, very tasty. So, hope you're reading. We're coming to the end of April, and we're finishing up in Exodus uh, 39 and 40, last two chapters of Exodus, and uh, starting in Leviticus. Uh, Levitical priesthood get all their rules and regulations, and and so we're going to be talking through some of that stuff. And uh, Leviticus 1 through 6 this week, so you should have read... I uh, just wanted to celebrate. We are still being heard in four countries, obviously the United States, Mexico, Canada, and the United Kingdom. Thank you so much for your shares and sharing this on Spotify. We have over, well over 800 plays. Um, people are watching. I'm getting comments. And uh, we just uh, thank you so much for your participation. Uh, I ask you to just keep sharing it. Keep sharing um, as we uh, as we uh, keep going through the Word of God, uh, because once people find it, um, I'm being told I'm be, that they they find an episode that they that they see and they go back and start listening to the past episodes. So uh, maybe you want to take a guess. Maybe I'll throw a question in there. What do you think is our number one watched episode? And it is pretty by far our number one uh, listened to and or watched episode. Um, we'll throw that question out there. So if you want to venture a guess on that, there's there's a lot of them. There's 33 numbered episodes. There's a uh, an introduction and a bonus episode too. And uh, so there's technically 35 episodes to choose from. So if you want to guess which one is the top listened to and or watched episode, throw that out. Maybe we'll... Uh, have a prize if someone guesses correctly we'll send you a prize so um uh i haven't determined what that might be yet so we'll just keep it in the ether um got our wake up to the word mug and if you notice in the background a wake up to the word t-shirt i got sent a second t-shirt wake up to the word this one does not have my picture on the back i don't know who's sending them to me uh mystery guest thank you very much for the gift so I have a couple of gifts now, my Wake Up to the Word mug with my smiling mug on it, <laughs> and uh, I have my Wake Up to the Word mug with the regular logo on it that I'm drinking my coffee out of. I have a Wake Up to the Word t-shirt in gray and black, and I have a Wake Up to the Word t-shirt with red with my picture on the back. Just <laughs> creepy. Yeah, thank you, Chewy. I agree. <laughs> But thank you for the gifts. I appreciate them very much. We just keep spreading them out here in the room so you get to see them all the time. And um, we are being heard in uh, four countries, uh, which I celebrate. Uh, 
United States, United Kingdom, Mexico, and Canada. So uh, thank you. If you're listening from there, please drop us a line. We would like to know uh, where you're listening from. If uh, I know a lot of the United States is the bulk of who listens in the, the USA, but if you're listening in one of the other countries, Mexico, Canada, or the United Kingdom, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line. Um, go to wakeuptotheword.org. You can sign up there, or you can drop me an email if you want at um, at uh, Pastor Jeff at lifecoast.org. You can send an email there. And um, and also, if you don't have a home church, uh, come on out to Life Coast. If you live in the Palm Coast area, Flagler, Flagler County in the Palm Coast area in Florida, uh, if you don't have a home church, come on out. Uh, we'd love to have you. Sunday mornings, 1030, Matanzas High School Auditorium. That's where we meet. So come on out and join us. We would love to see you. Come up and say hi. Uh, I'm there mostly every Sunday. So um, let's get started with our reading. And uh, where's my... Oh, I didn't hit my cough button. There you go. Okay, sorry about that. Um, the um, Yeah, I had a terrible uh, cold and uh, this week, and then the medications were making me all wonky, and so I changed the medications, which helps the cough not quite as much, but I don't feel as wonky, so... Um, we don't, we don't want me feeling wonky. That, that could, that would not, not be good. Yeah. Very, very bad. So, calm down, calm down. Okay, so we, um, we come to, uh, uh, end of Exodus 39, making priestly garments, and, uh, and 40, where they, the tabernacle is erected. Now, this goes into so much detail. I'm not going to walk through all of this detail, but I hope that you read it because um, it's just, it really shows us how much the details matter, okay? And uh, trying to get things right, trying to do things right in life and before the Lord, the details matter. Um, God has just gone into great detail for the priestly garments and what they wear and how they wear it and how much is put on and, and, and what's happening. So, and then he goes into the tabernacle in, in his house and how things are done. And, uh, uh, and, and particularly I stopped on chapter 40, verse three, uh, where it says, uh, and you shall put in it the ark of the testimony. This is in the Holy of Holies. And you shall screen the ark with the veil. You shall bring in the table and arrange it. And it just talks about all the elements that are in there. But the veil they're talking about is this thick, thick veil. And this is the veil that tore from the top to the bottom when Christ died on the cross that opened the passageway that made it available through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit for us to come before God, uh, before the throne of God. Uh, the altar of God, in our spirit, in prayer, without without um, a priest in between, but Christ is our intercessor now. Um, and it says down here, as we get to fifteen, and the anoint and anoint them as you anoint your father, and that they may be they may serve as priests. These are the these are the uh, um, Aaron and his 
sons and descendants. Uh, they may serve as priests, and their anointing shall admit them to a perpetual priesthood throughout the generation. So the 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 Aaron um, Aaron's um, descendants, the generations from Aaron, uh, became the priesthood. Um, so uh, now, as we as we conclude, I'm going to read this last section of Exodus. Uh, 34 through 38, and then we'll go into Leviticus. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meetings because the cloud settled on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle throughout all the, all the journeys. Whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, the, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all the journeys. So as they moved, as the cloud came down over the tent, they stayed where they were. As long as the cloud was there, they stayed. When the cloud lifted, that's when they would pack it all up, and they would move wherever God led them to go. So this is kind of was their process uh, for many years. We get to Leviticus. These Levitical laws, uh, which kind of ping pong back and forth in um, laws that are for the Levitical priesthood, the sons of Levi, uh, also a, a priestly line, and um, uh, for Aaron's sons as well. Um, so this was, uh, that Levitical priesthood and the rules that they had. Now there were some rules obviously within it for the people of Israel, but in general, uh, there's a lot of rules here for the Levitical priesthood. And that's something to, uh, consider here is that these are rules for Israel under the law and rules for the Levitical priesthood as they serve as priests, okay? So uh, uh, just some of the things to call your attention to. Chapter one, the Lord called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meetings. So this is uh, how God gets started with his speaking to the prophets. We saw some of that throughout uh, Genesis and and the Lord came to and the word of the Lord came to. But uh, this, this is uh, some real direct contact that Moses has with God. Um, and now it talks about different kinds of offerings that they're going to have. Uh, uh, burnt offerings, it starts off food offerings um, that they bring. Uh, a male without blemish is a burnt offering. A male without blemish. This is a general offering to the Lord, a male without blemish. And then it says in verse 9, uh, And the priest shall burn all of it and on the altar as a burnt offering a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And so there's lots of details on how to how to how to uh sacrifice the animal, how to how to uh how to uh, parse it out, how to cut it up, how to lay it on the altar, uh, where the blood gets uh scattered. And so uh this goes on and on with all different kinds of offerings. So uh we have a um 
consistently, except for in one area over here, is a male without blemish. And you see that, you know the, the symbolism, we've talked about this before, is that uh, it's all pointing towards Christ and what, what's coming, that sacrifice that's coming. And as they burn these offerings, it's always a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And so uh, uh, some of these things, these, some of these are large animals. We have uh, um, bulls and rams and sheep, and some of them are pigeons and uh, doves. So some of them are smaller, uh, but, but there is a lot of uh, a, a butchering going on. And I'm not talking about it in a negative way, just like your butcher, your local butcher. The, these... Uh, Priest, the priesthood were very knowledgeable in the carving of animals, the butchering, the butchery of animals, and 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 how to cut them and how to and and you can imagine uh, how often this was done. Uh, this we look at priests today as being, um, you know, uh, a lot more. Um, activity as far as uh wisdom and knowledge and teaching and um just being above the fray these priests were uh i would imagine they were pretty strapping guys uh that that uh they're handling these large animals and cutting them up and and um offering them on the altar and and uh, this doesn't sound like it's a, a clean-as-a-whistle job. Uh, th there's a lot of blood involved, a lot of handling of meat, uh, large portions of meat. And, um, and I got to tell you, uh, this, uh, this is barbecue. Uh, I mean, they're not eat eating it. In some cases, the meat is for them, but most cases it's burnt up to the Lord. And so this is a, a pleasing aroma. So you, you go to, uh, you go to any, as a matter of fact, I'm meeting someone for lunch at Sonny's today, barbecue. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, there's a pleasing aroma when you get outside Sonny's at lunchtime. I, I've just got to tell you, um, <laughs> and I get it. I understand. So, um, uh, chapter three has this law for peace offerings and uh, I stopped there to, so what is a peace offering as trying to describe it? It's, it's not that peace offering and um, that we think of that having peace with God. That's what the guilt offerings for, the grain offerings. That's what those are for. Um, the peace offering is for continued peace with God. So you're, you're going, things are going well. You're at peace with God. You, you're doing things the way they're supposed to be done. He says there's an offering for that season of life as well and in this one it's this is the only place it says it can be uh male or female actually there's i think there's one other place i'll get to in a second but but um the uh they can be male or female that they come in and give a peace offering and it's kind of just lean lends itself to i i just uh, think of romans 5 1 it says he, we are justified by faith we have now peace with God through Jesus Christ. And so this is that continued peace that we always want to be offering our hearts, offering our thanks, offering ourselves that when things are good, it's not time to lay God aside. It's time to 
offer thanks. It's, it's time to give that peace offering uh, to God. Um, there's a sin offering that comes up, uh, laws for sin offering, chapter 4. If anyone sins unintentionally in any of the Lord's commandments, um, and then uh, again in chapter 4 at 13, if the whole congregation of Israel sins, there's sacrifices for that. And then we get over to 22 in chapter 4, when a leader sins, uh, doing unintentionally any of all the things that, that the Lord commands, and then there's offerings for that. And then if any of the common people sin unintentionally, doing any of the things uh, for that, um, these are interesting. Uh, I, I kind of linked these two in my little notes on my Bible in that uh, it, it, God wants the heart of both the leader and the everyday person. Uh, they call it a common people here in, in my uh, translation. But uh, God cares about the everyday life, the, 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 the walking a life that's pleasing to God, whether you're a leader within the fellowship of God or you're uh, uh, one who just is, is part of the family, uh, a, a regular part of the family. God cares about both of you, and it seems equally, uh, because when we do wrong, he wants us to come to him. He wants us to... Uh, we're not giving sacrifices anymore. Christ has done the sacrifice, but he wants us to recognize that we've missed the mark and uh, turn from it, repent, turn from that and, uh, and, and, and work towards walking with the spirit. Um, chapter five, um, here's a, this is an interesting one. If anyone sins uh, in the, that they hear a public adjuration, this is an oath or you're making a testif testifying, um, and though he is a witness, whether he has seen or come to know the matter, yet does not speak of it, he shall bear his iniquity. If anyone touches an unclean thing, whether a carcass or an unclean wild animal, there's sacrifice for that. I find it incredibly interesting that these two things are linked, that you are a witness to someone making an oath and someone breaks that oath, you are supposed to testify that that happened. You're supposed to, because if you don't testify, keep it to yourself, you're just as guilty as the oath breaker. And he he connects that with touching a dead carcass. It's kind of like you're you're around, you're, you're kind of around death. That's, that's what happens. You get the stink of death on you. And um, so when you know somebody's broken their oath, broken their promise, not keeping their word, and you're not speaking up about it, you're just as guilty as the one who's broken their word. And you have the stink of sin on you. And so that he connects it with the carcass thing. I thought that was very interesting. Um, uh, the Lord spoke to Moses, if anyone commits a breach of faith and sins unintentionally, in any of the holy things of the Lord, he shall bring the Lord uh, compensation, a ram without blemish out of the flock. And then we come up with chapter six. This is our last reading for Old Testament Thursday. <clears throat> if anyone sins and commits a breach of faith against the Lord by deceiving a neighbor in a matter of a deposit or security or through robbery, or if he has oppressed his neighbor or has found something lost and lied about it, swearing falsely, and then it goes through what the uh, what the uh, 
sacrifice is for that, what the offering is, excuse me, ooh, hit the, hit the microphone, what the offering is for that. And then it, the last thing in chapter 6 is about uh, priests and the offerings, commanded Aaron and his sons, uh, this is the law of the burnt offering, the burnt offering shall be on the hearth, and it goes through all this detail of how to process uh, the offerings, and, and uh, these details are are um we we kind of read through them and we look at them and say why so much detail in there and i just think that god cares about the details of our life and 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 that's what this is 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 showing us in a general sense also that sin has ramifications that can permeate to the smallest degree all over our lives and into other lives. And I think that's why the the details are here for how to handle the sin. Because when we sin, there's so many things that occur out of that sin uh, that uh, it, it's, it's virtually impossible for us to pick up those pieces again. And so um, God's just showing us that there's details to fixing, to to atoning for these things. That Christ's sacrifice on the cross wasn't just this, uh, you know, story of a man uh, dying. There was agony and details, and and the details of every sin that we've ever committed was placed on that cross. The magnification, the multiplication, the uh, consequences of the sin that was sin itself out of, uh, you know, you tell a lie and you have to lie again and you have to lie again. So the compounding of our sin was all placed on the cross. So when you see these details, think about all the consequences of the consequences of the consequences that were all part of the sins that we've committed were all placed on Christ, on the cross at Calvary for you and me. And I hope you ponder that as we turn our lives around and start walking in sanctification and growing more like Christ, sharing his love with others. And that's all we're going to have. A little short, uh, I think, today. Where am I at? What am I at? Eh, 22 minutes. And uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow for New Testament Friday. Nice short one for you. Keep reading. We'll come back again tomorrow. Bye-bye.